Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize, brought to you by Forza Irish Stout. Ross, are you intoxicated or something? How are we keeping, bud? Man, intoxicated as hell. Haven't got off that Forza Irish Stout. Lovely gear, and it is all over the Ultimate Fighter. And that's what we're here to talk about. The Ultimate Fighter, Season 31, Episode 2. It was another good episode. I had a few twists and turns into it. Like, uh, I, I'm really enjoying the, this season, The Ultimate Fighter. Um, I don't think it's actually too much different to other seasons. But I think just because McGregor's there and he's got a good counterpart in Chandler, I'm back vested into the product. Yeah, like the thing is, when you watch it, it's obviously shot brilliantly. It's um, is, is it actually done by ESPN or is it a UC product and they give it to ESPN? No, UFC do all their own production and give it to ESPN. And that's on everything. That's that's included on the shows when UFC signed the deal with ESPN. They actually wanted to hold all the uh, production rights. Normally right. when you go to ESPN, like the NFL or MLB or NHL or whoever was with uh, ESPN, they take over everything. And UFC were like, the reason we're the best is part of it is our production. So we're like, there's no way in hell we're changing anything for you. So... That's that's how it rolls. Uh, I wasn't too sure this time around because it's not really shot like embedded or anything. It's it, it's you can see it's 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 its own thing. Yeah, well, I'm sure they have some people who do embedded and the Ultimate Fighter, but I'm sure there's probably a core Ultimate Fighter group who have done quite a few of the shows. Now, look, I don't I don't I don't hang around till the credits at the end and check the names <laughs> and then cross reference. What are you talking about, man? You're you're the, you're the face of the research game here, bud. But I'm uh, just here to be sarcastic. But uh, look. It, it, it's done really, really well. We get the great insights. Uh, this this one had some like some touching moments uh, of the fights. But I suppose we should start off with, it looked like this episode was going to be different. It looked like we we're almost starting off with a fight. Normally the fights are at the very, very end. Uh, it looked like we we're going to start off with a fight between uh, Trevor Wells and uh, Timur Valuev. Um, and then obviously Trevor Wells had a cold sore and it seemed to be somewhat still infectious or whatever. And he wasn't medically cared to fight. What did you make of this? Like starting off with almost like a mini bombshell at the start of the episode. It's um, it's it's reality TV. Like that. That's the thing. Once you start getting into it, like obviously last week's episode, we covered like what we sort of expect. And but like this one, you can really see it is become reality TV. Then um, the 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 thing was with the the cold sore on the face. It was actually sort of reminiscent when Ian Gary had a cold sore on his face in the in the build up to his UC debut. So it was surprising that he wasn't actually allowed to fight with a cold sore. Yeah, I, 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 like maybe a cold sore is similar to staff infection. I don't really know what the yeah. sort of the best. Well, staff infection is obviously over. worse. Yeah, no, definitely. But like, I, I didn't know that was the thing that would stop you fighting. And uh, obviously, it is infectious. So like, obviously, it's yeah. spread. So you have to be careful training that. But uh, well, maybe 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 it's because with someone face to face. You mean? Well, maybe it's because they're all in the same gym and they're all staying there, living together. That it'd be worse. Yeah, I suppose if like yeah. it could like nearly cancel the show if he spreads it around the entire house. So uh, <laughs> it's like we get to stay in Vegas longer, lads. Yeah, so may- maybe maybe that was that was a big yeah. issue with it. But uh, obviously, news sort of broke as like Timur Valuev was uh, getting himself ready. Like he had his hands wrapped and everything. He was ready to rock. Uh, and then 
what did you make of like the sort of tactical discussion between Ryan Bader and Michael Chandler being like, oh, we should get the boy because uh, he he he, uh, he can't fight. What did you make of that? And then uh, sort of Dana White showed up and McGregor just goes, oh, we'll just do it again next week. And then Dana was like, yeah, next week. <laughs> <laughs> look, the, look, the thing is, you want to win. Like both lads want to win. But, like when it comes to when Connor fights Michael, like you want to be like, well, I want tough. You know, what mm. I mean? you, like any any upper hand is there to like if you can take it, take it. But uh, and also also the way it's a competition that, that like you fight so uh, like f- frequently that like you almost like wouldn't mind the buy because then the next time you could fight someone who got, who went uh, all two rounds potentially three. I I think you have to look at it from all point of views. I think for Timur Valuev, obviously there uh, there was talk about like. The fight again next week, and then there was talk about oh, Valiev was like, Well, I have to cut weight again. He was like, That's a pain in the bollocks. And then, like, Connor was like, Do a catch weight, it's grand, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Mr. Mr. 185 now, McGregor, <laughs> whatever weight we weigh in at. Um, but like, obviously, from Valiev's point of view, he'd probably happily take the boy because, like, at the end of the day, he wants to win the entire show. Obviously, from Wells' point of view, he wasn't medically clear, but the doctor, like, like yeah. let's call it spade a spade, it's only a cold sore, like, I think. It wasn't going to actually hinder his fight ability. It's very harsh to be like kicked out of the tournament for that. Uh, and then, obviously, from Chandler's point of view, he wants the team to win. So, like, you know, you're not going to find a perfect, fair way about it. Obviously, as well, for the for those two guys, they were going to fight on early on in the competition. So, like, their next fight is going to be much further away as opposed to if they have to fight further down the line. Well, then, like, the turnaround time for their next fight is going to be quite short. Yeah, but I think the fight almost suits uh, Timur Valuev, like it, with his uh, Russian background and just like, the, the, best, the, be, the best way to, to to win in this is either like wrestle wrestle someone or else like knock them out as Roswell Roberts did. Like you know, I mean, you don't want to be like going to war in this. You don't want to be like Jason Knight in it. Yeah, well, like I think we were just saying before we jumped on on there. I was like, I was like, the Ultimate Fire is now well. Not now, but it it is actually more reality TV than fighting because I think we've seen eighty four minutes of content and we've seen about three minutes of fighting, so yeah. uh, that's that's how it, that's how it goes. But uh, look, it's going to be interesting when they match up again. I think randomly enough that builds more suspense for their matchup going forward because uh, they're roommates as well in the gap, yeah. which I thought was funny. Yeah, I was going to say that. Like, it's just the, the, the how awkward would that be? Like, you're you're living in the same room. Yeah, I I would have really thought. They wouldn't have had bantamweights from opposite teams um, in the same room, but obviously they do. Here's a question for you. Do you view the Ultimate Fighter as a team event, or do you view it as an individual event? Because at the end of the day, those guys aren't really your mates. Yeah, you're going to live them for a few weeks, but like after that, like, so what? You know what I, I'm after going back and watching loads of Ultimate Fighter stuff from like like when Nate Diaz was on. Like multiple people just following their careers. By the way, that's the best one of all time. The Nate Diaz one. I like the Kimbo Slice. Uh, BJ Penn versus Jens Pulver. That yeah, no, that was good. No, it was good. It was just like yeah. there are certain ones that like really stick to your mind. But um, no, I think everyone goes in as an individual at the beginning, mm. and then over time, like you're there, and then you just I think you become more of a team as time goes on. Because the thing is, like everyone tends to stay. So therefore, you, and you, and, the, and the people that lose, there will be more people mm. that lose, obviously, than win. So therefore, they build a bond together. So it it also it sort of rises up at the very very end. It almost comes to a climax at the end, you know. Yeah, no, it, like 
I, I can understand Bonds obviously do form, but I think, you know, like McGregor said, the last time he coached against Faber, he was like, he was like they'll be in there saying Team USA, yada, yada, yada. He's like, Team Europe and bollocks. He was like, at the end of the day, like, you're here for yourself to win this yoke. And like, I think it's the same for these guys. Uh, I think these guys, especially McGregor has all the prospects. So like, these guys are out to create a name for themselves. Like, yeah. no one knows who the prospects are. So they're poor. Another question, another question. Do you think anyone who's ever been on Tough, now there's 31 seasons, do you think anyone yeah. has ever gotten together on the show? What, like when they had the guys and the girls in the same house? Well, I mean, like, uh, like you can't really two guys here. Well, like, it could be two girls, man. I don't know. Do you think, um, it, do you think it's ever happened? Or have you ever heard of it happening? No, I haven't heard of it happening. But, like, potentially so. Like, who knows? Because, like, maybe when there was a gir- girl season, a guy season. Although I don't, like, overly remember watching no, that was. Season remember the crochet boss was in that one. The heavyweights. Yeah. It was like heavyweights and like flyweights. Maybe I, I don't know, but like, could happen. Maybe not. I, I never really thought about it because like I just think of the show of like there might be a scrap in the gaff and then like there's definitely going to be a scrap in the octagon at the end of each episode. <laughs> it was just. No, it's if there's it's ever been, you. if there's ever been a relationship in tough that you guys know about, leave comments or leave a comment in the section below, and uh, don't tell us uh, TJ Dillashaw on your right favor. No, and, and it doesn't count the season when Connor was there with uh, Artem and all, and then like yeah. they brought in all the girls. Remember that? Remember Dana was like, "There's a party here in this pool," and then <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count. There had to be an active fighter in the yeah. US, in the, the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, very well, interesting. Uh, who knows? Baz Baz trying to create a crossover between Love Island and uh, the Ultimate Fighter. <laughs> That's an idea. That's an idea. <laughs> it, it is. It is. Maybe get next season's uh, Love Island to have have an MMA strap just for the crack. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Is right. Is right. Uh, come yeah. here. What did you make of the little back and forth that uh, Landon Quinones had with Roosevelt Roberts? Uh, in the house at the kitchen table, and like obviously that gets obviously that gets quite awkward as well because at the end of the day like there's a few people around and your man was sort of just like talking for the sake of talking. Your man Landon, I thought, and then like Roosevelt Roberts just eventually went, you know what, I don't like you, and then like sort of that was that. <laughs> uh, I, I felt like maybe was there a bit of disrespect or. You know, are the prospects overlooking some of the vets, even though the vets are two 0 up? Oh, well, at that stage, it was only one 0 mm. True, true. But, uh, but like these lads are trying to get a name out there. You know what I mean? Like, th- like being best mates and hugging people that doesn't really get any airtime. The funny thing is, Lee Hammond was standing around the table watching as well, breaking his shit, laughing. And then Jason yeah. Knight, like the ultimate brawler, I'd say in there was there cooking his. Uh, what was he cooking? Stir fry, uh, he said. Yeah, stir fry. He was like, "You got to want to cook my stir fry." So I was like, but, uh, "No, it's do you know what it? It actually it's good for the show just because it caused a bit of controversy. It, it'll have a bit of a bit more bite going into them potentially fighting later or other people fighting each other later. So uh, it's it's bubbling nicely along. Yeah, well, definitely. Like, well, Quinone is like he, he's decent. Like seven and one, he's finished the last two fights he's finished four of his last five fights so like he obviously is like riding a wave of confidence at the moment but we just saw what Rosewell Roberts did as well like he, like he wasn't 10 seconds flat yeah so, Rosewell Roberts is in the best situation of everyone he was, he's the king of the castle at the moment yeah he is he's in the he's, yeah. he's in the, he's in the hot spot although yeah. 
you know, we'll, we'll have you touching them, but uh, Cody Gibson isn't far behind him. Well, uh, it was just in, based on the, the bantamweights. The, yeah, but he actually, Roosevelt got like zero damage. So he's like 100%. Oh, no, definitely, definitely. Although, like, realistically, like, I'm sure Roosevelt, Roberts, or or Cody Gibson, on on the other hand, like, they probably have taken as much damage in sparring as Cody Gibson did in that fight. Um, it wasn't like he got absolutely pinged at any stage. So I think. All I right, think just because you want to disagree, man. Uh, they're both in two different weight divisions, so they can both be kings of the weight yeah, divisions. Yeah, both right? kings of the respective castles. <laughs> <laughs> Until McGregor walks in, like. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it, it, it was it was good to see a little bit of back and forth, you know. Although it's funny because Quinone is he has his hands full. He's got Jason Knight next, so like that was actually quite funny that Jason Knight was the one who put it in and was like, "I'm cooking my stir fry because that's who that's who Quinone is fighting next." So. uh He's he's got an uphill battle on his hands with Jason Knight. Jason Knight like, is an absolute walking zombie. He he doesn't yeah. get put away, so that's going to be a rough one for him. So like he's going to have to put up or shut up on that occasion. Yeah, do you know what? After seeing after seeing the last two fights, it's going to be very tough for the prospects to like to win this competition. I know they're two 0 down, but it's mm. uh, it's it's looking very difficult. Yeah, and well. Like, then- yeah, I, I suppose next week's episode you have Aaron McKenzie versus Austin Hubbard, and apparently Aaron McKenzie is like this absolute BJJ wizard. So like, that's be an interesting facet that we haven't seen before, and that could be something to look out for. Well, the thing is, the prospects are are, are going to have to be go the the prospects that are on the show are going to have to face potentially the vets if they want to be in the UFC. Like that's the type of level or caliber of fighter they're going to have to fight. So I mean. You know I mean, there's no gimmies mm. once you get to the UFC. Absolutely. And I suppose look at it this way, right? There's so many guys that we see, you know, on the cage warrior scene. You see, like, your Paul Hughes and your Reese McKees. And, like, look at Reese McKees' sort of recent record. Beat Jimmy Wallhead. He's been in the UFC. Beat Justin Burlinson. He fought in Dana White's Contender Series. Yeah. Like, these guys are going to have to fight the guy, the perfect, you know, path into the UFC. You beat the UFC vets and you get signed. Like, hopefully... uh Kiefer Crosby will get signed as well. We saw he beat um, Alex Cowboy Oliveira, and Alex Cowboy Oliveira just got a good win there, tight, and he did like a judo flip on your man and TKO. But like, you know, the ultimate fighter is a tough road to the UFC. You have to fight legit guy after legit guy, and you have to be the cream of the crop. You know what I mean? So this season, with bringing people back who have been to the UFC, you know the prospects have an uphill battle. And it's going to be interesting to see can they get the job done. Like realistically, I wouldn't be shocked if three of the final four fighters are from the veterans uh, team. Yeah. Now the thing is, <clears throat> it is going to be tough for the prospects, mm. and the vets have already been there. And like Roosevelt Roberts actually said something very interesting: the way um, if you've had something before in life and then it gets taken away from you, and you have the chance to get it back again, you're going to be hungrier than someone who has never happened to before. Well. Mm. For someone like Lee Hammond, who's like probably the most, the freshest amateur in the in the whole entire competition. Oh, sorry, mm. uh, um, prospect in the whole entire competition. Mm. Him having that experience in the IMAX and competing a, a lot of times over a small amount of uh, a few, like a small amount of days. That's this competition is, is something that he's um, he'd probably be more used to now. Obviously, this is pro, but having that sort of uh, background. Like that's that must be something they definitely looked at before going in and being like, you know what, you've done this amateur, 
like the, this is a good opportunity. It's just a great opportunity to be on the show anyway and just uh, testing yourself. Like, I mean, if you want to one day be in the UFC, you want to one day like become world champion, this is a, this is a great litmus test. So you want to be a fighter? So you want to be a fighter? Do yeah, you want absolutely. to be a fighter? Uh, and I agree with you. Lee Hammond's amateur experience will definitely stand to him. Um, obviously, he's been in various camps with Connor as well. Um, he's obviously a Brazilian jiu-jitsu wizard. Uh, well, that's what he's known as in these parts. And yeah. obviously, his standing, uh, stand-up uh, has come along as well. Obviously, best mates with Keen Cowley as well. So, look, uh, for me, he's he's my uh, prospect to watch out for. I know he's your prospect to watch out for as well. Um, so, look, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing Lee Hammond get in there. Um, I think I think he's the one for the vets to look out for. I think he's could be the the unknown uh, commodity in this for them. He he's probably the one guy that they all want to fight as well. Yeah, well, like they probably want to fight Connor's boy. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, at the end of the day, <laughs> Lee's not an easy matchup for anyone. And I think uh, like I'd be shocked if someone had better jiu-jitsu in the house than Lee Hammond. To be honest. So that that's that's where we're at that. But uh, well, we touched on the actual fight itself, Baz. Uh, Cody Gibson obviously he had a touch moment with Michael Chandler beforehand. Obviously, Michael Chandler has has adopted two kids. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Cody Gibson was adopted. We got to see like a four way Zoom call with all his family and stuff like that. Uh, and I think it was his little nephew was really really cute. He was like, oh. Don't fight Cody. <laughs> uh, I thought that was really cute. But then, uh, look, he went out there against uh, Manny Gutierrez, and like he got the job done. Like obviously, I was excited to see um, Mando Gutierrez fight. But like that flying knee was something else. You know what I mean, like we've seen two devastating finishes so far, and I sort of wasn't that hyped on Cody Gibson. I think he said it was. It's been eight years since he's eight been years, in the UFC. Yeah. That's a very long road. Like most people would quit, but obviously that man doesn't have any quit in him. And uh, he looked good. He looked super long as well. So I'm really interested to see what he comes up with and how, how yeah. he does. I think he's a dark horse now after that fight. Yeah, the build up to that fight was actually shot really well. Like I was properly invested going into mm. that fight, which is which just goes to show how good of a job uh, the UFC did for this episode. Because I think a lot, I think going into this season, I was sort of like, I only really want to listen to what Connor and Chandler say to each other. Obviously, featuring Lee as well, but uh, and Brad Katona. But um, it was it, that was done very well. Like, uh, like each episode is probably going to be shot the same now as that, but it yeah. was done very well. And like, uh, uh, Mando looked pretty good, but uh, Cody got the job done, and um, it it was. Like Connor was walking around with the the Mexican hat, and then um, the sombrero. But was it? It looked like a cowboy. It was hat. like a like, sort of a cowboy sombrero type thing. It was. It, it was just a bizarre hat, but like he, yeah, it was like a he Texas. It, like. Yeah, it was like a Texas sombrero. The Texas <laughs> man, daddy. <laughs> but but the way uh, Chandler grabbed uh, Cody after the fight as well. Mm. They're they're probably investing this. Like they're 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 they're, they're all in. Yeah, they are all in. They, they they want to win it. They want their team to win. They want to get that one up, as you put, uh, touched on earlier. Look, Chandler and Norm McGregor would consider themselves losers. They're, they're in it to win it. So uh, it'd be interesting to see. It was nice to see McGregor afterwards be like, oh, you know what? Like, you'll get you'll get the next one. You'll get the next one. So it, it, it looks like McGregor's convinced that his guys are going to get to fight on some sort of finale show. I think they all should get to fight on a finale show. If they do... Well, eight-week training camp locked away, away from their uh, friends and family. They should be given a second chance to get a crack to stay in the UFC. It used to happen back in the day that, you know, 
they'd nearly all fight each other on yeah. the fire of Natty. And maybe change it up, have some of the prospects maybe fight each other, have some of the veterans fight each other in the finale. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be prospect versus a veteran come, come fight night on the finale. That's actually a great shout because there's so many cards that need to be filled. And if they just have it in the apex and then uh, have a headline event of... Give the headline there. Well, they could headline it with the Ultimate Fighter finales. To be honest, as in, like, this is going to be a big show. Some yeah, but who has been to the dance before? Yeah, but would you not need, like, you know a mean? main event of the evening? Well, you, like, you could always ha- have, a, have a main event and, you know, people would probably be into that. You know what I mean? It, it could be anyone. It could be... Maybe you get someone who's won the Ultimate Fighter before to headline it. Maybe... Well, no, maybe you do Carlos Barza versus Rose Namunas too. Like that was the Ultimate Fighter uh, finale for um, when Carlos Barza won the inaugural strawweight title. So maybe you do that rematch for uh, as the main event of the Ultimate Fighter. You have two former Ultimate Fighters who have both been UFC champions. There we go. Look, I put you on the spot, bud. Um, another thing that looked really good in the show was uh, the session that happened. <laughs> the haircut, the haircut, the haircut yeah. in the can. It, it, it was sort of funny to see. Uh, we got to see some good stuff out of uh, Gutierrez. We we also saw him asking like McGregor, "What do you think of before you go out to fight?" Yeah, uh, that was something that you actually brought up to me off air. You were like, "You were like that was sort of cool to hear." And you know, seeing McGregor go with it, but when he was getting the haircut. The whole house nearly came down to watch the haircut. <laughs> they all just wanted to like be around the McGregor Aurora. They were like, "Oh, the energy!" He was like, "I want to fight now." After like him getting his haircut, I was like, "I was like, all right, it's a bit strange." But uh, they were energized, man. Yeah, they were very, very energized. But it was funny to see like nearly all the Chandler's team was down to have a listen to what was being said. It was it was funny, but the well, once you make it feel so Cliff's um, four-star stout pouring, man, I think it's better than yours. <laughs> way way better mind like if, if yeah. Phil, Phil Sutcliffe is uh, he's not only one of the best boxing coaches in the world he's also one of the best uh, stout pourers in the world so uh, shout out to Phil he was uh, he had the pouring on point yeah, the cans were ready for the lads I think we need more cans I think we need more cans for you yeah to we need more with. cans we need we, you know, we need to have a can in episode where we're, uh, where we're filming this going forward so uh, get the cans out for the lads yeah we might actually have to go out to the Black Forge for the finale I don't think we'd be yeah. there allowed it there every week. We'd be barred. Yeah, we definitely would be, especially especially <laughs> with your stout drinking skills, Basmo. <laughs> we arrived with the rope. We arrived with the rope. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, it's uh, it actually is your man who has the robe. Um, Trevor Wells, the fellow who had the the cold sore. He's the one who's rocking the robe these days. Do you know what? I, I was zooming up on the robe last week. I don't yeah. actually know if that was a proper uh, for proper. It is, yeah. One. Trevor Trevor Wells is, is where he has it up on his Instagram. If you if you go, oh, it is see. a proper forward yeah, one, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, no, then I definitely want one because I was yeah. sort of like, I was like, is that actually you'd wear it around the gaff and all you would. <laughs> I just want Mas- I heard I heard Jorge Masvidal wants one. Oh, Jorge, that Maxwell definitely wants it. We are supposed to get more and more gear, Ross, but until yeah. you come back from holidays, Ross is still on holidays at the moment, so that's where... Uh, that's yeah, but the, the show Ross, doesn't stop. The show doesn't stop. I mean, the crack the crack goes on. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it doesn't do. It doesn't do. No, it does go on. But no, like, the, it's, uh, if you are in Dublin, they show, they show the Ultimate Fighter every episode on a Tuesday in the Black Forge Inn. So it's, um, like, that's, that's the crack. And then myself and Ross, we... 
like Ross is obviously away right now. I'm still here in Dublin and uh, I watch it on a Wednesday. Equally sunny though. It, yeah, it has it. Like the, the weather's been crazy here, man. But uh, yeah, so we watch it on Wednesday and then just record straight away. And then Ross goes back to his holiday and I go back to being sarcastic, Ross. And holding in the four on the Energize front. Do you know what I mean? This is a team. Yeah. This is teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. But, uh, no, but like no, shout, shout out to Phil Sutcliffe's uh, point four and skills. It looks pretty good. That, yeah. that was some parts there. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Yeah, serious yeah. crack. Serious crack. Uh, what you make for next week? Uh, Austin Hubbard versus Aaron McKenzie. Who have you got? Will it be three 0 to the vets, or will the prospects pull one back? I know. I was saying it was going to be pretty difficult for the uh, the prospects to pull it back, but like for the sake of us getting invited to the. The four-star stale Christmas party. I'm going with the prospects, man. <laughs> man, we have that team of regular loyalty. We have that four-star stale loyalty. We're going for the prospects. Aaron McKenzie to get the job done, to get the sub <laughs> in one. We love it. Um, Baz, anything to say before we finish up? No, I mean, it's two episodes down, ten more to go. Um, the crack is 90, and... Um, we're just enjoying doing the shows we're obviously going to be doing more there is rumours now of uh, an Irish fighter going to be on the next on the UFC London card as well which is uh, something to look out for as well and uh, the lads are making a push to try and get it on the UFC 292 Boston card as well and then um, I think we can expect a Conor Chandler fight at the end of the year in December and um, I think things are things are going to be very energised for the rest of the year you better believe it, Basmo. I, I can't wait to see it. I'm buzzing for it. Um, guys, thanks a million for watching. Make sure to like, share, subscribe. Smash that subscribe button because we need your support. And as always, stay, stay energized. Energized show. Up the Irish. Been sussing you guys a couple of times. I've seen a couple of clips. I think you've done some interviews with Dylan Moran and that. But I, I, I saw. So keep going. Keep up the good work, guys.